and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old proverb or saying um, or aphorism and we, we we break it down to see what wisdom we can learn from it and see if there's still any relevance today from these old sayings. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Payne, and with me as always is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great as well. Um We've got a good proverb this week. We say that every week, but we always have a good we always have a good one. <laughs> we, we don't bring you guys junk here at the Copybook <laughs> Headings podcast. Um, we have been kind of on a on a little bit of a ancient Rome, ancient Greece kick this month, right? Yeah, that's right. This our, so we've our fourth. Done, yeah, this is our fourth. So we've done several um, relating to the ancient world, particularly ancient Rome, ancient Greece. And um, this is another one. So this is one that I selected and it's uh, I think it's a special one for me. Uh, but uh, before I go into that, why I'll lay it on us. So um, this week's proverb is know thyself. Um, so I picked this one. Uh, I had mentioned, I think on one of the, one of the previous ones and now I'm blanking on which one it was. Uh, oh, you can never go home. I said it's one that I actually use in my daily life or have have um, said it to other people or thought it myself. Yeah. Um, this is this is kind of another one like that. This is one that if I don't necessarily repeat it to others, I, I do think it myself and it's kind of advice I'll give them to to me as I'm, you know, trying to solve a problem or or this, that, or the other. So so this one's kind of a special one in, in that regard. Um uh what did you what did you think of it when I when I threw this one at you? Yeah, I uh, it's it's a uh, very familiar to me um, from from the history of it from ancient Greece and and Rome, and so I was excited to excited to talk about this one. It's it's another one. It's um, it it's from. Do you want me to get into the into the history here? Yeah, please uh, do. Let, let us know what you found. Yeah, so this is from from the Oracle at Delphi. So this is one mm-hmm. of three maxims that was inscribed somewhere at the, at the temple there. Um, sources differ on where, where it was, you know, whether it was on a pillar or over the gate, things like that. But it was, it's one of three and the most well-known. Um, and and the, the Greek is gnothi seoton. Um, so yeah, just know thyself. It's pretty literal. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this, this temple of Apollo at Delphi, had the famous oracle called the Pythia and uh, she, it was a, I was a young woman and she would get into like this trance like state often through, or, you know, the, the legend is through some kind of hallucinogens or, or some other kind of um, substances and, and would give answers to people's questions. And so famous people, Kings and Kings and consuls would go visit uh, the oracle to seek advice and the, the advice was often pretty cryptic um mm-hmm. and which you know i think 
a little bit that this this saying itself is a little bit cryptic. You can kind of take it lots of different ways. So um, I mean, it's it's a very ancient uh, ancient temple, ancient practice going back maybe as far as the Bronze Age, and then going up into the Roman Age. You know, Cicero went there he, and to get some advice. You know, in the, in the Roman Republic. So yeah, it's a very famous, very famous place and a very famous saying from antiqu- antiquity. Yeah, really interesting. Um, out of curiosity, do you know what the other two maxims on the oracle were? Um, oh gosh, I was just re- I was just reading about them. Um, we could do them another week, but I was just curious. Well, yeah, <laughs> I we might have to do them. Another... <laughs> yes, some of them are a little. Um, they're a little more obscure, and there's some. You know, different different ways to go with it. So, mm-hmm. but. I was just curious, I'll, but, um, I'll, I'll so, track them down and we'll, we'll talk about them, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, but these inscriptions, these are, we have these from legend or from history sources. We don't actually have the inscriptions anymore. Is that correct? That's correct. But it's pretty okay. well documented over, over the ages. Okay. And so an Oracle is essentially what, like a prophet or prophetess who's kind of like so, supposed to commune with, with the yeah. spirits or commune with the talk- gods or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So in this case, this would be Apollo. Um, yeah. The and, and they're supposed to be at this temple, like these noxious gases that come up in this bad smell from the legend mm-hmm. of where this huge python was killed. And so its corpse is rotting underground and that's the smell. Oh, so that's, I, had no, that's I didn't know anything there. about that part of it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Okay, so these people would come to the the oracle to get advice. Um, now, were were regular like peasants allowed to come do that, or is this mostly just like kings and and important people? I think it's mostly important people, and you know there was like sacrifice involved, um, hmm. and so I think you would have had to be a little wealthier probably to to afford something like that. Um, I don't know for sure, but my gut would be you have to be a little, someone kind of important to go. Okay. So when I first heard this, um, I wasn't sure as to exactly which way, um, the Oracle meant it. Um, I'd, I'd heard about, you know, the Oracle at Delphi. I don't know too much about the history. Uh, you just threw some stuff at me. I was, was new, new to me, but, um, I'd heard about the Oracle at Delphi. I'd heard about these people making this kind of this pilgrimage up there to, to get their questions answered. Um, which is kind of a, it's kind of an archetypal thing throughout a lot of, um, you know, religion and, and, and myth and, and everything, uh, people going to the top of a mountain or, or making some journey up somewhere to, to commune with deity, to, to get some answer to question. And oftentimes those answers, like you said, can be, can be kind of uh, cryptic. Uh, Jesus himself even taught in parables, right? Sometimes you have to kind of think through these, these sorts of things. So I thought that was kind of interesting, <clears throat> but when I first heard it, I wasn't sure exactly which way to, to take it. Uh, one way of course is know thyself, meaning you have to know who you are, right? You have to know yourself well. And then the other way I kind of took it to mean was like, um, don't ask me, like figure it out yourself, like know yourself, you know? Um, but, but I'm not, I I think probably the the first one is the more commonly understood, uh, interpretation. I would, I would think, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. And that's, and that's more, um, that's more in line with what the Greek saying would be like grammatically, you know, like that understanding. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I hadn't yeah, thought so of the other one. Of... Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> know it yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Figure it out. Um, but, but it, it kind of, they're kind of actually kind of similar when you think about it, but um, so yeah, this is one that uh, I, I really like, I find it um, super useful, um, but not super easy to do. This is like, yeah. you know, man, man, just like really good advice that you hear. Love your neighbor. Is that good advice? Yeah, it's great. Is it easy? No, <laughs> it's yeah. not easy always to love your neighbors. Like sometimes they make you mad. Um, but uh, knowing knowing thyself, I think is is um, something that we should all be be striving to do, and uh, for for a lot of different reasons. But but I think before we we jump into that, I kind of wanted to just you know figure out talk for a minute about what it means to know yourself. You know, um, I, I think yeah. the first part that came to to mind was kind of like a self-awareness. Is that what you, is that what you thought too, or? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think, uh, and, and this is something that's been, um, thought about for centuries and, and well-documented too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the greatest philosophers have, have thought about this. I mean, um, in, in the works of Plato, like Socrates talks about this specifically, um, mm-hmm. And, and on down, um, the Stoic philosophers, this, uh, Stoicism was popular in Rome and it was, this is kind of a key tenet of, of Stoicism. So yeah. Did so Cato talk about it a little the, bit, I think, or maybe um, I, I, I think perhaps, I think Zeno for sure. Okay. And, and Cicero, okay. um, but, but yeah, it's, um, hugely, hugely thought about. So, um. I think some of the senses early on in particular are kind of in the sense of like, know, know your place, mm-hmm. um, know your place in, in society, know your place with relation to the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it kind of into the Christian era, the, there's a sense of no, like to, to be able to know yourself is to be able to know God and vice versa if man is created in God's image, right? So if you can know yourself Mm -hmm. in in God's image, you can know God. And so, yeah, I I think um, there's, there's so so many ways to, to think about this one. Yeah, we did a, we did an episode recently, all all roads lead to Rome. And we kind of discussed about how, you know, there's a variety of different ways to do things. And uh, this one kind of came to mind a little bit when we were discussing that one. Uh, because when you do kind of need to find your your path throughout, like we talked a little bit about careers, career path, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And yeah. this one's huge. Um, this is one that I've, a mantra that I've kind of told myself many times is, you know, how can I know myself? How can I figure out who I am and where I best fit in this, you know, grand scheme of things? And it's not so easy to do, but w- when you do it, uh, it's it's uh it's when you kind of find the self-actualization you find the path that you you seem to 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 fit in and um and anyway that's that's been something that i've tried to do um throughout my life and and through through my career and especially be um there have been times like when i may have had like i've had a couple maybe like a job offer or something and it may have looked better on paper you know, than it, than than an alternative, but just trying to know myself where I would fit better and what would be better for me, um, 
you know, because, because not everybody can do the same, the same jobs with the same skills and be fulfilled the same way. Does that, does that make sense? Am I kind of rambling a little bit? No, that, that makes perfect sense. That's something I've um, come to appreciate about myself in the past few years, like work wise and career wise, like um, one was like trying to be management. Um, yeah. <laughs> where, um, you know, I had a, had a chance to, to get into a management role and I found I did not, one, I didn't like it. And two, I didn't do it that well. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but you know, there's, there's the, like, I mean, it's a small amount of prestige, but there's some prestige there with being, being a manager in kind of in corporate sure. America and being, and you know, the pay bump and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just had to realize, well, you know, I, I could slog through this or I could go back to, to my, my prior roles and just, you know, do that kind of work, do the writing that, that I'd done and just be more at ease and, and have a better time of it and put out mm-hmm. better work. Yeah. I loved one thing that you said, you said that, uh, you may not be that good at it. <laughs> I think that yeah. is really powerful, um, uh, way of knowing, knowing thyself, right? Cause knowing your flaws is not such an easy thing to do. We all want to ignore yeah. our flaws and gloss over them. Nobody likes to like be introspective enough to like really expose our, our own flaws, even to ourselves and say, I, I just suck at this. I'm just not good at it, you know, and being able to admit, Hey, I'm not great at this. Maybe I'm good at this, these other things, but I'm just not great at this. And as much yeah. as maybe I'd like to be because of the prestige or the money or whatever, this isn't me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's something I think about too, if, you know, whenever I'm thinking about like a career change or something like, I see some, like some, you know, some shiny new thing comes along, something I'd never heard of before maybe, or, or a friend who's, who does something like, you know, I could, I could probably do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no, that ultimately that would just be terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't like that environment. I wouldn't like, um, I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't find the, the work stimulating, you know, but you see like the dollar sign on it. Like, Oh, I could do that. But you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta know yourself and know what your, your time is worth, what your, your peace of mind is worth. And just, um, just keep that always in mind when you're evaluating. Yeah. This has happened to me just recently. Uh, like the last time I was looking for a job, um, I, I work in sales most of my career and, and they have these sales rep positions where you may cover, you know, a third of the country or a quarter of the country, yeah. you'll cover like the West coast or something like that. And you'll be on the road, you'll be flying, but the, when you're not traveling, they'll have you, you know, working from home from like a home office. And this, you know, they did a ton of this during COVID as well, when everything kind of shut down, tons mm-hmm. of working from home. Um, but when they have these sales reps spread across the country, they don't always have a, an office in those places. So usually these sales reps are working remotely. Well, I discovered something about myself. I hate working remotely. <laughs> and <Yeah>. People <laughs> talk about how they, they love it because um, of the flexibility and there is flexibility, but I enjoy going into an office and having coworkers. And, it, and if mm-hmm. it's kind of flexible, like a hybrid role, that would be fine. But I don't like just being cooped up in my home office all day. I get bored. I get frankly kind of lonely. You know, I'm just kind of like, maybe I'm too yeah. extroverted to, to be trapped up by myself. But I had to kind of pass on some of these jobs that were like 
could have been really good, really lucrative jobs, but I'm like, I'm going to hate that. Just like I hated it the last time I did something similar to that, you know? And, uh, it was a little bit hard to, hard to, to pass up. But I think when you, when you know who you are and you know what your personality is like, it, it, uh, it becomes an easier choice. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's one of the, the philosophical questions kind of associated with this is, you know, how do you, how do you come to know yourself? Um, what are some avenues for, for exploring that? Um, one, I'll, I'll toss out an example that comes up in, in the literature, which is, you know, you come to know yourself through knowing other people. Mm. Um, what do you think of that, that concept? Um, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't heard that. Um, but I think it makes sense because you learn a lot about yourself through relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned a ton about myself through relationships with my wife and my kids being a husband and a father. Um, and, uh, I mean, because you're put in situations that are maybe new, you know, um, when you have, when you're at a restaurant and your kids are melting down. And everyone's looking at you. We, we've talked about stuff like this before, you know, these kind of situations. <laughs> this is going to be a new situation if you're a new dad or something. You're like, what is going on? You know, and yeah. so you're going to learn something about yourself. How, how do you handle that? How do you handle the stress? How do you handle the the judgment of people staring at you? How do you, how do you handle your kid? You know, you're going to yell at them. You're going to mm-hmm. be patient. How, where Where's the limit of your patience? Because the kids will find it. Uh, and so, yeah, I think knowing yourself is is it's hard to do completely on your own. Um, but I also think there's, there's self-work that needs to be done. Um, reading, uh, you know, whether it be just kind of any kind of good book that we, you know, we've talked about like some, some of the self-help books are, can be kind of goofy, but some of them are, are excellent. Uh, I've, I've, I have some that I really, really have really enjoyed scripture and maybe just even quiet, a quiet moment of reflection, meditation, or prayer, I think can, can help you, uh, make progress in that area. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example with, with the, the kids, you know, and, um, and relationships. Yeah. You have those, um, I guess, you know, those paradigm shifting moments with, with other Mm -hmm. people. And that's, that's kind of like, the catalyst for, for that kind of introspection is, is being able to, you're, you're put in a situation you wouldn't put yourself in. Um, mm-hmm. but without that, that, that discomfort, without that, um, situation, you don't have that growth. You don't have that understanding. So, and, and, and a spouse and kids will definitely do that for you. Um, for sure. So you can, you can see, yeah, you can see how you, how you, how you deal with things, how you handle situations and whether you like that about yourself. But I mean, but first, whether you need to understand what that, that, that is you, that, that is how you handle things. And then you can evaluate whether you like that. Right. And then you can take steps to either change it or, or accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause knowing yourself isn't necessarily accepting, um, that you can't change. It's, it's right. just, uh, it's just the starting point for, for any change you want to do. Yeah. It's being honest about where you're at, I think. And, and, and it, and that introspection, often people, when they talk about that and self-examination, they're, they're oftentimes talking about flaws. 
mm-hmm. and that that I think is one side of the coin is is being honest with yourself, which is hard to do. You know, it's really hard to be be that you know vulnerable even with yourself. But the other side of it is understanding what you do well, and some people yeah. shy away from that as well. Sometimes they think it's they don't want to be arrogant or they don't want to, you know, they just try to be too humble or too self-deprecating about it and think, oh, I'm not good at anything. Or, or, or uh, part of knowing yourself is, is recognizing that you have gifts and you have talents and everyone does. And yeah. they may not be, um, they might be in a, in a kind of a uh, obscure way that you wouldn't think of a, a normal gift or, or talent. Uh, some people are just really good at, you know, certain social, social aspects or, or scenarios where they're good at, you know, team cohesion or, or, you know, mitigating, uh, interpersonal conflict or something like that. There's all sorts of things that I've noticed, but I'm like, man, that person's good at this. You know, they really took care of that situation really well, but yeah. I wonder if that person thinks of themselves as good at that, you know? Yeah, that's, um, I was, I was thinking about that too. It's, it's definitely the other side of the coin of knowing your weaknesses is knowing your strengths. But it, for me, that's a hard one. I'm, I'm definitely more of the default negative, uh, negative outlook. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and not really one to, to toot my own horn professionally. My sister is, is very good at it. She's, uh, she's inspiring with, uh, the, the kind of stuff, you know, the, the taking some liberties with your resume type thing, you know, just really talking sure. yourself up and, nice. uh, and I think using that as, uh, as you know, you're putting your uh, fire under your feet to, uh, really make sure you live up to that, what you're promising, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so you might not be there right now, but you're kind of committing to yourself that you'll, you'll get there because you promised that to someone else. Uh, um, yeah. and yeah, so it's just, you know, people, people are different. Um, when it comes to, um, fostering that uh, outlook of you know what what you're good at like with uh, with your children and helping them realize what their what their strengths are uh, do you have a, a particular approach that you take uh, in terms of parenting yeah in terms of parenting like seeing seeing what your, your kids do well and trying to encourage them in that or at least let them know that that, that they're good at it yeah, I think for sure. Uh, one is uh, praise is important for kids, really important. And when they do things well, it's important to tell them because sometimes they don't even realize that they they did it well. Um, mm-hmm. I think getting them involved in in some areas where they can really grow. Uh, my my daughter is um, she's she she likes to write. She loves to read. She consumes a, just a insane amount of books every year we were looking on our kindle we're like you've read how many hundreds of books this year um but uh <laughs> she, she she loves to read and she loves to write and from a young age we've like encouraged that and told her she's really good and uh she's even like entered writing contests and, and one time she won one she won a writing contest i'm like that was a huge boost for her her confidence yeah. thinking you know i could really be a writer um and if she had lost, which I think she's probably entered a few of them and she hasn't won them all. So obviously some of them, she, she's not going to, you're not going to win everything. Uh, but that's also important to know, okay, you know, maybe I win one, maybe I don't. The boys, uh, we've talked before about their, their martial arts or jujitsu, try to mm-hmm. do competitions to let them compete and let them see, you know, where do I stack up? How good am I at this? You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm okay. 
that's all right. Maybe I'm not that good. That's all right. Maybe I'm great. Yeah. And we can, and you can work your way up. You can earn those higher belts. You could place on the podium, you know, maybe it's, you don't get the gold medal this time, but maybe you, you got a bronze. That's terrific, you know? And so, um, yeah, really being, I think a lot of it comes down to honesty. You really kind of just want to mm-hmm. be positive in an honest way, you know, uh, yeah. not tell every kid that they're fantastic at everything, but be honest with where they're at and, uh, and have a kind of a, a growth mindset of that they, they can, they can get to that next rung. Yeah, that's, that's uh, that's great insight that, um, you know, competition is kind of a really easy, easy way to, to find out where you stack up and it's a good, good thing for kids to be exposed to, um, that they yeah. can, they can see where they, where they are and, and where they can improve. I think it's super, super important. And, and it feels like a little bit, it's been kind of, uh, not as popular now to, to have kids really compete. Like it seemed like even back you know, in our parents' generation, even in school, like, you know, PE class, they would have like serious competitions that people would be really trying to win. And now it's kind of less competitive maybe. Yeah. And, um, and I think that you lose something when you don't, when you don't really try your best to see where you stack up. Yeah. Um, one of our our mutual friends, uh, our friends over at the, the, the granite movie, granite mountain movie podcast, our our friends over there that have, uh, boosted our, podcast a couple of times one of their um either it was you know them or or some someone in the in that orbit had sent a, a video about why some movies are so terrible nowadays mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know why why uh and i watched this youtube video it was pretty interesting because it talked about these character developments and or lack thereof and how yeah. some of these these characters um aren't growing you know you'll yeah. see them and 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 really the entire conflict of the movie is, well, I've been great and powerful and wonderful and strong all this time. I just didn't know it. So once I kind of realized, Hey, I'm awesome. Then I can just defeat all the bad guys and everything's great. You know, yeah. <laughs> contrast that, contrast that to like a good movie where maybe the protagonist isn't that great at first, or maybe they're very, um, they, they have a power, but they don't know how to use it or, or they don't have the power and they have to develop it. And with that along comes with, comes some humility. Sometimes we're having to go seek out wisdom from someone like an Oracle or like a, like a, like a more experienced person, you know, like Luke had, couldn't be defeat Vader without his, the help of Yoda, you know, like you have to, yeah. you have to have yeah. that humility to be like, okay, I want to be great, but I need some help. And, um, and, and, uh, it seems like a lot of movies nowadays have kind of missed that pivotal, uh, archetypal journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, I remember seeing the movie a little while ago. I can not even worth remembering what the title was. I can't remember, but, but yeah, it was just kind of like this, um, you know, the stereotypical, you know, horror movie type thing where, you know, who's going to survive, right. Who's going to survive the kill, but you, it was set up in such a way that you knew, okay, nothing bad is going to happen to these people because the writers aren't going to let something bad happen to them. And it was yeah. just so boring. Cause it's just, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no tension. There's no conflict. It's just, um, yeah, the powerful people are going to win and they've always been great and wonderful and powerful. And yeah, just, it makes for boring and uninspiring entertainment. Um, I think that's part of what makes the, the, the hero's journey archetypes and stuff. So, so engaging is because it's, it's inspiring. Um, because everyone knows what it's like to start off at, as the nobody, right. 
And so it's inspiring that maybe you could become the somebody with the right uh, mentor and the right situation. If you're thrust into a situation that you'd like to think you could, you could measure up. Yeah, in this, this this video, I saw that one of the examples they gave was the the, the Disney movie Mulan, uh, the mm-hmm. original one, the, the animated one, was a great movie, and uh, it was about this this girl who was thrust into a situation where she was completely unprepared. You know, she was not good. Yeah. She comes in and she's just completely outclassed by these men who are, have experience being warriors. She's just a girl raised on a farm, but through her persistence and her maybe some ingenuity. And using her strengths where she could find them, she was able mm-hmm. to, 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 to measure up and to, to, to uh, succeed. Whereas they made a remake of it. And I didn't see the remake, but according to this video, it's just like no struggle. The, the Mulan was like a superhero from the start. Like she could just do any kind of yeah. Kung Fu backflips, whatever, like without even trying, you're like, what, is, what is this? It just doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, yeah. And so having that, uh, that, um, you know, we're the, we're as we're kind of the the heroes of our own story, understanding that it's going to be a journey, understanding where we're at, and knowing ourselves well enough to be like, hey, I'm here, but my journey is going this direction, and and I can I can grow and learn and become something greater and achieve this great thing, maybe with some help. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, last thing we want I wanted to ask you about is uh, what about uh, do you think this society tells us? this do you think it's they tell us it's important to know ourselves these days or you think it's it's the opposite Mm, no i don't i don't think the uh, prevailing sentiment is to be honest with yourself um (laughs) so um no i I think uh the prevailing sentiment is is more about complacency and and maybe you know um Cause I mean, cause it's definitely like be okay with yourself, whatever you are, you know, yeah. which isn't quite the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if, if people are honest with themselves and, and know themselves, then they, I think instinctively want to change and, and do better. And I think they know people tend to know what that is. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I think, I think people are distracted from, from learning about themselves and, um, real realistically embracing their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, that was exactly my thought too is it it seemed like in some ways they they tell you um uh you know you know uh know who you are and be authentic be authentic to your true authentic self which is part of this knowing yourself but yeah. they kind of neglect the side of you know be brutally honest really examine your own self and your own life and really really find out where you're, where you're great, where you're not, where your deficiencies are. And, uh, and, you know, sure. Be okay with that. But, uh, in a, in a, in an effort to improve it rather than, yeah, rather than defend it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, last point I wanted to make was what do you think about like just knowing your own understanding, maybe like principles that you value, um, Cause that can be a journey figuring that out uh, and, and finding a way to kind of be true to true to the values that you, that you believe in. And sometimes those can yeah. be external through, through religion or from, from uh, you know, family uh, uh, codes or, or mores that you've learned. But, but what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, that that's a great point. And it's something I've thought about before I, I talked to a, a friend 
couple of years ago, maybe at this point on a podcast that he was doing, um, kind of about religion and, um, something that I had thought about was, you know, you're, you're not always just cause you're progressing through time. Doesn't mean you're progressing, you know, as a person, sometimes you can slide back. Sometimes, sometimes the past you did know better about things. Um, and so I think it's, it's worth knowing like if principles that you've held are, you know, hang on to them. And if, if you lose them, you know, it's worth reevaluating and looking back like, okay, wait, is this principle that I've abandoned? Did I abandon it? You know, I mean, that's kind of this whole, this is the whole podcast about this one, but, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is is it something that I should pick back up? Um, so knowing yourself, um, knowing your past self, and trusting your past self, you don't all, you're not always um, doing things better than than your past self. You're you're you're, you're wiser in experience, perhaps, but sometimes you're you're uh, ignoring good advice from the past. Yeah, and everyone can get off track, including society, which is why they need to be paying attention yeah. to these old proverbs and listening to the Copybook Headings podcast every week. That's right <laughs> to, remember, to remember these old <laughs> these old sayings. Absolutely, yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's super valuable to look, to look back and see where you were if you've gone off track. So um, I think that's about about time. But uh, yeah, I I think this is a super important one. I hope we did it justice because I think this is a a really important one. And I would encourage everyone to, to really be introspective about it and to know yourself and to try to figure out who you are. Um, and that's not an easy task is not, and really not something you can, you can fully cover in 30 minutes, but, um, maybe this is just a little bit of a primer that can get people started on that, on that journey. And, uh, so yeah, there you go. As you go forward, know thyself. Wonderful. All right. And thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on our social media if you can. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you later. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit. That the sow returns to her mother. And the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook hiddings, with terror and slaughter return.